0: global business news, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. just getting word from Applied Materials, the biggest maker of machinery used to manufacture semiconductors. It is predicting revenue and profit that may surpass estimates, banking on increased business from chip makers upgrading their equipment, and stronger demand from companies that produce flat panel screens, shares jumping as much as 6.4%. Equities higher today with the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all advancing. Stocks fluctuated for much of the session, but uh, as of the close, it was an update. S&P up 4 to 21.87, a gain of 2 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 11, also a gain of 2 tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials up 23, a gain of 1 tenth of 1%. Gold up eight sixty the ounce to thirteen fifty three, a gain of six tenths of one percent. Crude oil up three point two percent, advancing a dollar fifty two, talking about West Texas intermediate forty eight thirty one. Brent was up today by two percent. I'm Charlie pellet that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Taking
1: stock of hedge funds, taking stock of hedge fund fees with Don Steinbrugger. He is managing partner for Agecroft Partners. They're based in Richmond, Virginia, and he joins us now. Don, I'm sure you may uh, read the article uh, in Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg Business Week. Steve Eisman, who uh, made a bundle uh, betting on the collapse of subprime mortgage securities, who now works at Newberger Berman, he says that in the future, in 10 years, that fees for hedge funds will be 1.25% of assets per year instead of the standard 2% annual charge plus a performance fee of 20% of profit. Do you agree?
2: You know, I I think there is huge pressure on fees in the hedge fund industry, and I think that pressure is going to continue uh, in the future. What I will say is I I do think that there are some managers that are specialized, focused on niche areas, um, can demonstrate that they can add value. And I think there's always going to be people that are willing to pay for people that can generate returns. But that does not apply to uh, a vast majority of the hedge funds. It only applies – Applies to those, maybe 10% of the industry that are truly talented.
3: Uh, well, Don Steinberger, I remember. Several years ago, speaking to the former president of the Dallas Federal Reserve Bank, um, Richard Fisher, who started at Brown Brothers Harriman and, you know, bond fixed income currencies, that worked in government, started a hedge fund though back in the 80s when there weren't very many of them around and, and sold it then uh, and, and made good money on it, not like he probably would if he'd, you know, done it 10 years later. But uh, he said back then he got, had this vision of things getting, the industry getting so big, you just would not be able to have enough people to do that kind of high performance, that the quality of the hedge fund and the returns would probably be diminished over time, and it seems like that's what we've seen, too many people jumping into a very tough industry?
2: I think we are seeing too many. I mean, right now there are about 15,000 hedge funds, and it's way too many. It, the industry would be much better if uh, the number was significantly less. I, I told you, you know, I think only 10% are – uh, high quality. The other ninety percent aren't. I think because the other ninety percent aren't, you're seeing really bad numbers um, for various hedge fund industry or uh, hedge fund indices. And you know you're going to see a big shakeup in the hedge fund industry over time.
1: Uh, Don, over the past three quarters, investors have withdrawn about twenty five billion dollars from hedge funds globally. Now that is small compared to the roughly what three trillion dollars that they manage. But why don't they just have some kind of hurdle rate? That, In other words, if they can't make you money above, let's say, a 10-year treasury, they don't make money. Doesn't that seem to make sense?
2: Well, you know, hedge funds are um, – each hedge fund is going to make their own decision on what is in their own best interest. And the the pressure on fees for talented managers has not been that high outside of three areas. You know, when you look at the, the standard hedge fund fee, uh, hedge fund charges in their operating docs, very few are going in and changing that to make it lower for their current investors or for new investors. Where you're seeing major pressure on fees is from large institutional investors. You know, 15 years ago, large institutional investors didn't get a discount. Today, big pensions, endowments, foundations, they can get 25%, in some cases, 50% fee discounts, and that pressure is not going away.
1: Yeah, I understand that, but I don't, but what I don't understand is that if you're managing someone's money and you don't know how it's going to turn out year from year, of course, but if you're managing someone's money and they can get a relatively risk free return of one and a half percent in a 10 year treasury, if you can't do better than one and a half percent, why get paid?
2: Well, you, you shouldn't get paid if you can't do better than one and a half percent. But there are certain managers, you know, like for example, um, there's some direct lending managers out there that are getting, you know, eight, nine percent after fee returns on their portfolio. That do very good credit research. Uh, there's reinsurance managers that are not correlated to the overall marketplace. That, you know, they're historically they've been able to generate, you know, high single digit returns. Uh, you know, there's some market neutral managers that done well. So, you know, there are some strategies or managers that are able to generate good returns, even though a vast majority of hedge funds have not done well.
3: At the very least, does this make it a lot easier, Don, uh, for investors to negotiate with hedge funds on the fees?
2: If you're large, you know I mentioned the operating docs of hedge funds to talk about what fees the hedge funds charge most are still charging one and a half and twenty or two and twenty to someone who's going to allocate one million dollars. If you're going to allocate you know fifty million and you're a pension endowment or a very large family office, you're going to get a big discount. Where you can get discounts is um from smaller managers you know fifteen thousand hedge funds. Majority below 100 million. 5% of assets are going to managers below 100 million. A lot are offering founder share, 50% discount. Great place to invest because, you know, these managers are small, nimble. Some of them can generate, I think, much better returns than larger managers. Also, 40 Act is growing, but you've got to be very careful about 40 Act because they tend not to be run the same way as the hedge fund.
3: All right. Well, Don Steinberger, thank you so very much for joining us. So you'll have to come back soon. And educate us on uh, the next chapter of the hedge fund world in particular. But if you're going to make it, what does it take? I bet Pim Fox would be a really good hedge fund manager.
1: Not at all. <laughs> well,
3: you never know. I want to thank Don Steinberg, a managing partner at Agecroft Partners. I want to thank our technical director, Reggie Bazil, and our producer, Samara Lenga. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. We want to thank you for joining us today. Keep it right here. This is Bloomberg.
1: Coming up, Bloomberg Law will take a look at a lawsuit targeting 16 banks. They're being sued for allegedly manipulating a key Australian interest rate benchmark in an attempt to generate billions of dollars. That's next.